Well, good morning. It's Mel Tempest from the Gym Owners Business Podcast. And today I'm speaking to Eric Levine. Eric Levine is a well-known identity in the fitness business industry. He is the founder of Super Gym Advertising, started as a franchisee for Gold's Gym. He's partnered in over 70 clubs with Ray Wilson Family Fitness Center, the founder of Planet Yoga, California Fitness. He also is involved in New Evolution Ventures and is now currently working with Manny Pacman on Hitbox Boutiques. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Mel. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. My pleasure. Now, Eric, before we get started, I was having a look at your website and one of the quotes that actually I just just resonated with it quite deeply was from Bob Dobson. He said that Eric is the most experienced and trustworthy global fitness professional in the world. And the world, uh, the word that, that stuck out the most with me was trustworthy because that is something that is so important in the fitness business industry. Um, you've had such a, a, a colorful career up until now, and I know that you're back on the circuit, you're doing masterclasses, and you're offering your services as a consultant to many business professionals throughout the world. Uh, what I would love to ask you is, you know, you considered the founder of Fitness in Asia. What's some of the, the experiences that you can share with, with us in the very, very early days of setting up business in Asia? Wow, well, that's a great opening, to tell you the truth, Mel, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, I had never even been to Asia, and my partner, Ray Wilson, who was about almost eight years old at the time, this is 23 years ago, he mentioned that he loved Asia, and we went out to scope it out and see what we were going to do. Originally, his plan was to open up in the Philippines at a low-cost market. But we went to Hong Kong and having jet lag, I walked around the whole place and saw how elegant everybody looked. And they all had designer brands and the Hermes and the Chanel's and everything. But they didn't have any fitness centers. It was just a big gap. And um, I mean, they didn't have Diet Coke. They didn't have MTV. There was more holes in the salt than in the pepper. So they hadn't made the consciousness flip yet. And I wanted to get started there at a high-end brand. And with all my advisors, they all told me, well, the Chinese will never work out. The Chinese women won't work out with a man. They certainly won't sweat in front of a man. And so many barriers. The, the longest lease you could get in Hong Kong at the time, believe it or not, was a year One year. So you go ahead and put two or three million dollars into it, then you have to move. So there's all these different challenges. But uh, as I tell in my in my speeches or in my master class, I had already visualized everything to infinite detail. I smelt what it's going to smell. I visualized all the Hong Kong people, whether the expats or Chinese, having a blast, women and men meeting each other. I had already visualized the four-story, all-glass, 40,000-square-foot building. I had already visualized it, and with total detail, and I was there. And it's never failed me. So I just kept going, and 
you know, I couldn't, I didn't have any friends, I didn't have any contacts, and I saw the sign literally be put up on this building saying for, for rent, for lease. And it was exactly the same building I had pictured. 40,000 square feet, ground floor entrance, all glass, in the heart of Hong Kong. And from then, I mean, the challenges were, it was $250,000 a month rent, which per month, per month, which was what we would pay in a year back in California. He wanted six month deposit, that's a million and a half. With everybody telling me no one's going to come. But I went, I jumped full steam in and he accepted when I came up with the six month deposit. He thought, well, maybe this kid can do something. And to tell you the truth, we pre-sold 3,500 members and the we took in almost $3 million in pre-sale in eight weeks. And then I did this promotion that I love to do called Blast from the Past. On our opening weekend, we took in another 600,000 US dollars on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 90 days after I had Governor Patton cut the ribbon, we had paid off a four and a half million dollar investment, all in U.S. dollars. I mean that that's incredible, Eric. I mean yeah. that that's a, that's a story that club owners can only really wish for, really, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't happen all the time. But it does not happen all the time. No, but can no. I just ask you a question? Um, to pre-sell three and a half thousand members memberships. What did you do to make that happen? Because I know that that's what everybody's asking right now. Can I tell you the, a cute little story? Do. I'm five years old. I'm in Canada. And my mother's sister says, she was a real estate agent. She says, I've already sold out the building. Uh, would you like to come and see? So we go through the snow. We go and there's this trailer in the middle of a no, you know, land. And I said, Aunt Bernice, where's the where's your apartment building? She says, what do you mean? I said, well, you said you sold out the apartment building. I see this little trailer. She said, no, we do something called pre-sale, where we get the money before we build it. And I'll never forget, it was like a, someone throwing a bucket of ice, cold water on my head. Even though I was five years old, I said, that is the greatest thing I've wow. ever heard of. So is that what set you off? Like, where did your, Eric, where did your passion for fitness start? Was it as a child or a yes, teenager? My father, my father was a bodybuilder. We, we lived in a uh, Jewish, not a Jewish community, but we were friends with Ben and Joe Weider. They went to the same synagogue. And my dad was a bodybuilder with them. And my father was on the Canadian National volleyball team at the same time he was on the Canadian National water polo team. So exercise, uh, vitamins, good healthy uh, eating, that was all part of my, my childhood. So I grew up with that. So can I ask you what what made you, what made Eric want to open up his very first gym? Well, um, I was I was in a company called Victanis in 1971. I was 16 years old. And my entire training in the, um, of, of my entire fitness career was they asked me 
if I had running shoes. And when I said, I have running shoes, they said, you're hired. That was my oh, wow. training. <laughs> so I, from the very first day I took my first tour, I realized it wasn't about the swimming pool we had or the whirlpool. It was what they wanted. So I was a good listener. And I believed in it so much that after a couple of days, the manager said to me, why are all of your guests signing up for memberships? What are you doing? And I said, well, I'm listening to what they want. I'm showing them how we can achieve what they want with the passion that I know I can do it with them. Within a month, now get this, I'm 16, I became a manager, and I was making 5000 Canadian dollars a month. Now, to give you an idea of what that would get me at that age, a brand new Corvette Stingray was $5,000. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. If that couldn't motivate a 16-year-old kid, I was making more money than lawyers, doctors, whatever. And having the greatest time working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and half Sunday because women and men didn't work out together. So working half-time, making $5,000 a month, getting to work out, seeing these people improve, making friends, it was, it was, you know, it was me. It was my DNA. I was right in the perfect spot. And I say this really, Mel, I would have done that job for free. Yes. I was so excited about everything I saw that I was hooked. I was making people healthy and happy, and I'm getting the juice up from it. I'm getting the great feeling about it. And, of course, the money, I mean, that was... My father said, well, how much are you making having fun? When I told him $5,000 a month, my good Jewish father said, okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. You know? Yeah, that's okay. That's you know? okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And um, that was it. And to tell you, you want to know what I left it for? I um, And I learned so much from this company about marketing and serving people. I left, and I, by the time I left, it was a year later, I left, and I was making about 6000 maybe a little bit more than that a month. I left it to go work for Club Med for $60 a month. Wow. Now, picture your, your son coming to you saying, Dad, I'm leaving my six dollars $7,000 a month job to go to Martinique to work for Club Med. And naturally, his first question was, well, how much are they paying you? Thinking 7000 plus yeah. at least. And when I told him $60 a month, he just looked at me. He didn't move or say anything. He said, how much are they paying you a month? He repeated the same <laughs> question. <laughs> and I repeated the same, $60 a month. And again... He had no reaction. It was too too crazy, too overwhelming for him to accept that his son is going from six, seven thousand a month to sixty dollars a month. And he just left the room without a comment. Like I'd either given him an aneurysm, a stroke, or <laughs> dementia. He, he, it was just impossible. But I left the, the fitness business to go to Club Med for three years and I learned everything I needed to know about passion, marketing, good feeling. It's about 
the experience you get. It's not about the hotel itself. I mean, the rooms were mediocre. The food was fun the first day. Not, not so much. The sports were, you know, we got together, we did our own baseball game with, you know, gloves from 19 forgotten. But we were sold out and overbooked every week. The experience that these people had, they couldn't, they would have paid 10 times for that. And I learned the magic of Club Med. And I put that into my companies. And if someone said, so what's, what do you do different? I said, I Club Med. It's the experience that you get. It's the wow experience. And that's got to be the brand from your supplier right through CEO in every category. And I learned that that way. And then after that, I, one of the head people in the company, Club Med, said, Eric, you spent one more season and you can't leave. You've got one foot in Never Never Land and one foot maybe you can go back to reality. And I took his advice and I ended up in Venice Beach, California, where he said it was a halfway house <laughs> between <laughs> reality and non-reality. And I walked into Gold's Gym. And I was 145 pounds because that was the look, French G-string bathing suits and that type of look. Okay. <laughs> and I looked into, it was like I opened up the door to Jurassic Park. I mean, wow. monsters. They were monsters. I, I could hide behind their calf muscle. Wow. It was like I, don't, like I had entered into a fourth dimension. And mm. it was so exciting, and I, I became a member there. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it's a good story. And, but no, again, Eric, can um, tell. I, I, I really want to hear about the Gold's journey. Okay, so I here's a kind of a funny story. So it was just men and the toughest women you've ever seen. And a couple days into it, a very pretty girl came, and I was standing by the front desk. And she said to me, she says, can, can I get trained here? And I looked behind me to see if she was talking to someone else, and she wasn't. And I said, well, do you see the type of girls that are here? I mean, the Hell's Angels are afraid of them. And she, she laughed, and she said, well, I have a Playboy shoot, and I think you guys would get me in good shape. And it was an epiphany. And I said, well, wait a minute, it's myself. This girl here, super cool, beautiful girl, wants to get in shape and she doesn't mind or even thinks it's funky to go behind Mr. Universe, see him lifting 500 pounds and giggling and her, him, him getting her in shape. And that was it. Mel, I went to see how much money I had. I was a stripper at the time. And... And that's another like, story. <laughs> that's another story for another podcast. Another podcast, you know, people. We're not going there. <laughs> right. And I said to the owner of Goldstream, and I, I'm going to change his name because the story's a bit weird. That's okay. I said, Jim, I want to buy your name. And he looked at me and he said, what do you want to buy Jim for? And I said, not Jim, Jim. I want to buy the logo, Gold's Gym. I want to buy the brand. Well, he said, we already have a gym here. I said, no, I want to buy it for Canada. You know, the big country north of here. Obviously, he wasn't the 
the, the, the most traveled person. <laughs> and he said, well, you're going to pay me for that? And I said, yes. And it was kind of, I think, like the Indians selling, you know, their country for, you know, a little bit of money. I said, I'll give you $2,500 for the, for the first license of Gold's Gym. He looked at me and he said, well, how long till you get me that money? I said, I'll go get it right now. You know, I was prepared to pay him 10000 to tell you the truth. Yes. And he said, you know, you mean you want to buy the logo and everything? You know, I, uh, I would have said 10000 But I mean, he said, Jim, I cut my price down because he said that. And I bought the first gold gym license for $2,500. That's incredible. You wouldn't be able to do that now. Of course not, you know, and opened up in Toronto, and my first year I sold half a million dollars of t-shirts. And you know that the common theme that I'm picking up whilst I'm listening to you, Eric, is every venture that you speak about comes with an experience. Yes, you know, the, yes, the experience yes. at Club Med, you know, your experience as a child, you know, learning about pre-selling and then, you know, you're at Gold's Gym, a lady comes in, she wants to be trained at Gold's Gym and, and you can foresee the future. But obviously what's really, really important to you is to be giving people a great experience but you do that by listening to what they want because obviously you listen to that, that Playboy girl when she walked into the club she said she wanted to train there and you didn't push her away and say well this is not the place for you you opened up the doors and, and you brought her forward I have to ask you your opinion on this and obviously this is something that you're very passionate about because you've been in business for such a long time how important is experience for club owners to integrate into their clubs and my second part of the question is do you think club owners really understand what the experience is and how to give it to their, their members? Well, those are both profound questions and very important questions. The, I'll go backwards and say many years ago, um, perhaps you would split it between the hobbyists that love to work out and then the business people that were in it for the money. Um, today, Mostly, uh, it depends on the countries because many countries in Europe, what the owners will do, well, they'll hire a CEO that has competency and they'll let them run their companies. I'm talking about clubs, chains that have 100, 200, 300 clubs. Um, today, what I find, especially in America, the club owners, they are passionate about their brand. They work out in their brand and they're very part of it. it. I've seen it go through the years, uh, different phases, but today I'm comfortable saying certainly in North America, the owners are part of the brand. Uh, Australia, as I mentioned to you earlier, Selena and Luch, who are my partners, they own Crunch and UFC, they started with me 20 years ago. You can't get more passionate people about their brand. Um, in Asia, I've seen it in a different way, where it's, it's, a, it's a business group hiring people, and the business group is looking at return. So if you're not, you know, a global, huge company, 
you better know your product. You better have decided on what your branding is. You better understand exactly like you said, what are the customer's needs? Like, like we were talking about before we started the podcast. It's not about you having, you know, you wanting to have gold handles in your bathroom. You can have that in your bathroom in your house. But if your ideal customer, your avatar, wants blue handles, you get blue handles and do whatever you want in your house. We often make the mistake of thinking our customers like like into what we want because we get caught up. Our egos are at play. Our brand is this, and we think we're the brand. We are to, to a large extent. You've got to listen, understand what your ideal customer wants, and that is the benchmark. That's ground zero. Closest you can come to that, the more successful you're going to end up. Yeah, I always feel, I always say to my group fitness instructors and even, you know, the personal trainers that you're only as good as your last class or your last client. And I feel in business, you're only as good as your last business day. You can't assume that because you have a great February that you're the greatest business in your area. I think there's always room for improvement and we should use the past week or the past month as a way of saying, okay, I need to be better than what I was in January or better than what I was in February. And I don't necessarily mean in terms of turnover, but, you know, offer the consumer a better experience. Um, and I think that this is missing in a lot of businesses today. I feel that a lot of people are just going out and opening up gyms because the fitness industry is perceived at the moment as the go-to trend. There's a lot of money to be made there. So let's just all go open boutiques and gyms and make a whole lot of money and retire. But they forget the reason or the purpose of why we have gyms. It's your, you're 100% right. This is not an easy business. Let me be clear. There can't be a more difficult business if you don't. You know, I cleaned out whirlpools. I know what's in the filters. I'm never going in a public whirlpool. <laughs> you know, I got locked in a chlorine room on my very first day, nearly died. I went through it all. I've been through closets where nobody showed up. I've been through, I heard in Toronto, and I've got six clubs. On the radio, the morning when the Canadian government says, we're not allowing term memberships, it's month-to-month -month effective immediately. We were selling three-year memberships. AutoPay had just started. Now, you go from the 36 months paid up front, where your average, let's say, buy is $500, down to $40, because they only allowed you to put down one month as joining uh, fee and one month prepaid. So you get maybe whatever your month it was 80 bucks. You tell any customer, I mean any company anywhere, your your customer buying is going to be diminished by 85% today. Forever. Mm. Without any warning. I mean, I've been through that. I've been through um, so many different challenges and they all made me better. I mean, people say to me, why do you think today I should hire you as a consultant? And I say two things. Number one, I didn't learn it from a book. I learned it by doing it. And number two, 
I made more mistakes than anybody. <laughs> I made more mistakes than anybody in this business. And I'm going to make sure if you're my client, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And you cannot get that from a book. You cannot get that as a hobbyist. There's no way. And unfortunately, many people get in this thinking, build it and they will come. You know, I It doesn't I created, happen like that. Yeah. yeah. No. I created this guest fitness profile about 35 years ago. It's very simple. It looks very um, placid, very, yeah, so, you know, why do I have to fill this out? There's two questions. Besides, are you married? Where do you live? What do you do? You know, we, we, we get all the information that we need. But the last two questions that are the most important, one, how long? Have you been thinking about getting in the shape, the ideal shape that you wanted? And you know, as a business owner yourself, everyone puts down forever. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in the best shape. You know, everyone puts down forever. And here's the here here's the the you know the three the, the million dollar question. Mel, I see that you've been wanting to do this forever. And to tell you the truth, Mel, everybody upstairs in the club else said the same thing. But Mel, you're sitting here right in front of me today, right at this moment. What was that final tipping point that said, today, today, I take control of my life. Today, I'm starting. Today, I make it happen. Mel, what was that? And I teach my all my team to be sincere, to listen, put the pen down, cross your legs, look at them in their eyes with all of your sincerity and don't say a word until they talk. And when they talk and you built up the proper rapport throughout the questionnaire and through your tour, I've heard the most profound answers, some that made me cry. But when they tell you that, they've accepted you as a confidant. When they tell you that, they're a member. They are a solid member. You put out your hand and you say, I understand, Mel. I've heard that before, believe it or not. You've come to the right place. Welcome to the club. And you shake their hand and you say, let's get started. You don't only have a, 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 a new customer. You've made a friend. You've made a confidant. And that's how it has to start giving them and listening to exactly what they need from their deepest, their deepest insides. And it's no different than a doctor. You're here because you're, you need this or you need that. And I will, together with you, we will, we will change that disease into ease and make you a healthy, happy, and better person. But if I don't get that from you, I'm throwing darts at a wall. I don't know really what I'm doing. And that's what this business is all about. And it hasn't changed. My questionnaire, my guest fitness profile hasn't changed in, I don't want to say, but 40 years. It's the same thing. The equipment changes. The technique changes. You know, the colors change. The sizes change. Boxing's in. Yoga's in. Blah, 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 blah. What doesn't change is giving your customer exactly what they want and exactly what they need. <laughs> My son wants me to cut him Caesar salad. <laughs>
<laughs> we won't be long, I promise, Alex. Five minutes, sweetheart. I won't keep Dad too much longer and you'll have your Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> so back to my, my story, it's, it hasn't changed, Mel. And it's never going to change. It's giving, giving them, your clients, that respect. And it is respect. It's giving them the respect to listen to their real core needs, what they want. And when you give them more than that they expected, they stay with you. Because you're, you're, you're not a sale. You're a part of the, the, the framework of our... You're part of the DNA of the brand. And when they go out and they talk about it, hey, that's all social media. That's how it started. We listen to what our friends say. We don't listen to, you know, we don't listen to advertising anymore. It hasn't changed in 40 years, and it's never going to change. And I, and I agree with you so wholeheartedly, Eric. I mean, our club, and I always refer to our club in, in podcasts because I, I am a gym owner at the end of the day. And it's so, so important to to respect the member, to show empathy towards, you know, the reason that they're there, to listen to them. And I think if you get those three things happening, then the experience comes with it. And I yes, think that, yeah, and I think that there's, I don't think people, gym owners or new gym owners deliberately don't do those things. I just don't think that they're, they're taught that they're the most important attributes to a successful business. And I think it all comes back to, to education. Um, and so that, just saying that part there about education, I've got two questions that I wanted to ask you before you go today. Because we don't want, um, we need that Caesar salad cut. Um, is <laughs> anybody that anybody that's seeking out a fit a fitness business coach? And I have a lot of is issues with this. There are so many fitness business coaches out there who have either never owned a gym or it's been twenty years since they've been in the gym, and they're selling their services to to new boutique owners and to new gym owners. What's the best advice that you can give to a gym owner who is seeking out a fitness business coach? What are the things that they really need to look for? Great. They need someone who's walked the, who's walked the talk, who's done it, and, and who's gone through it and has a resume that, you know, it's not all perfect. Like I said, my biggest value, I would say, equal to my, my successes in many, many different countries and different cultures is my mistakes, the mistakes that I've made. And why? Because you're going to save a hell of a lot of money on my mistakes that I've made because I'm not going to let you make them. So take it, you know, look through what have they accomplished. I mean, if I want a biceps, I want Arnold Schwarzenegger to teach me how he got his biceps. I don't need someone with a PhD who's never lifted a weight or exercised a day in their life. That's not what I'm looking for. I want someone who's been through it uh, some success, some failures, prepared to do, you know, talk about them all. And that's who I hire. And keep them as a mentor. I mean, that's what I'm doing mostly right now, Mel, is I'm doing, you know, my, my website is ericlevineglobal.com. And on that, you'll see what I'm doing and how I, how I'm, what my services are. I go, and not only do I go through top to bottom, because I want to know the company's, I said it again, the company's vibe, the DNA, the branding. I want to know all the levels because 
I can't. I don't want to just go in there and fix their PT program. I don't want to just go in there and try to market something that they're not. You got to understand their blood. What, what, what blood type are you? And let's stay on that blood type if that's the best fit for you. Yeah. You need to get deep. And then I don't want to spend a week and go away because it's not going to work. I do a mentor program with all of my consultants whereby we speak weekly. We get together at least every quarter. If I, and actually, if it's in L.A., I'll meet with them every month. It's a continuity that you got to have. you got to look at it as, as a long-term partnership. And that's what you need to look for when you're dealing with, with the company. And who are you dealing with? Are you, are you dealing with an associate, someone who's learned from me? And I have lots of great teammates. All my, a lot of my ex-staff are running all of Asia still. Australia, I mean, the successes that we had from our initial company are amazing. But who are you talking to? Who is the consultant that you're going to pay a lot of money to? It's an investment that you're going to get paid back many, many times over. And sometimes you'll hear about a number. Wow, that's a lot of money. If it's not a lot of money, you're not going to get what you need. For sure. sure. Yep, I for agree sure. with that. Totally and I guarantee that my I guarantee full money back if you think that I can give you many times the value. You need to have a vet who's been through it, understands it, doesn't have an ego problem, you know, like we all did, like I did. I realized that it's not about me. It's about the customer and what they need. And uh, there's too many consultants out there that have never felt the pain of having a close-up, no one showing up, of your entire team. I've had teams where my regional manager took all of my team on the 31st after they got their pay and went to my direct competitor the very next day. Took mm -hmm. all the district managers, all the managers, all the top salesmen, all the top personal trainers overnight to my competitor. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. How are you going to fight? How are you going to win? Yeah. And these are all things that um, club owners are experiencing in, in, in 2019. The, the, what you're talking about now, this is going on right now in the uh, industry. Yeah. And the best advice I can give to you know anybody that's listening, and I'm sure you'll agree, Eric, is just say to the coach that's selling the services to you, when was the last time you worked behind the reception desk? When was the last time you picked up the phone, did a tour of a club? If they haven't done that, in the last six months, you really need to ask yourself, is this person the right person to invest my money in? Because ultimately, you know, you are seeking out a fitness business coach to help you create a bigger business. And it's you just really need to do, do your homework. Eric, can I just ask you about um, new evolution ventures? I absolutely, from what I understand, you have set up um, NEV as it is on your website and it's an abundance of different brands that you're now putting out there into the fitness industry and I see that uh, One Ride is one of them. Also um, your Hit Boutique with Manny who is a, an eight world um, champion in, in boxing. Can you just tell me a little bit about New Evolution Ventures? Well, New Evolution Ventures, I really can't take um, too much credit for. It's the founder of it and still the chairman founder, Mark Mastrove, is the genius of that. He's 
also my mentor, one of my best friends. He, he's the one that started 24-hour fitness, for instance. And he was the one that got, you know, I was a, the third largest shareholder, private shareholder in that company. He got it sold for $1.8 billion. And after he sold that, he started New Evolution Ventures, and I was the first one to invest with him. But I'd love to take the credit for it, but he's the genius of that. That being said, we have some of the greatest brands that we work with, UFC. We are 50% partners with the UFC fighting group, all of our gyms around the world. Um, Crunch, which was just sold this week. Um, we manage, you know, NEV was the main manager, and Mark, I believe, is the biggest shareholder in Crunch. We have lots of different uh, brands. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, the base, the Yankee star. We have uh, 15 clubs with him in in uh, Mexico with Selena and Luciano in Australia. We own all the uh, we own all the crunches with them and and UFC. We used to have Hard Candy with Madonna. Many many different um, companies and vitamin companies that Mark is still overseeing. Um, what I'm doing is I have a company called Hit by Manny Pacquiao, very similar, uh, similar to a company called Rumble, um, which is going throughout America. It's a soul cycle, boxing soul cycle type of experience, which is the hottest thing today. And uh, also working with a company called Grit, which is another company that's similar to Rumble, where they are put in a high, high-end boxing experience. I think their first club opens in three weeks. It's owned by my friend Bill Zankier and Sam Del Canto, Tony Robbins, and Pitbull. And uh, that's going to be an experience that no one's ever seen before. I mean, I'm really excited for your your boxing um, boutiques because we spoke offline beforehand. I see boxing as being the next biggest trend um, for the younger generation. Obviously, yes. always the older generation like you and I, but the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that, Eric, is because it's a sport and fitness that doesn't really require a lot of um, coordination in terms of I need to go to the right, I need to go to the left, I need to mm-hmm. go forward and back. And I see this being an absolute huge hit. It is. The, the couple of things that you have to be aware of is it has to be female-friendly. Yeah. You know, when, when we talk, when I, when I consult with like a UFC for uh, licensee, you know, I say, look, you know, who's your market? It's not MMA fighters. Okay. There's 50 of those. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's average people that want to get in shape and learn some skills. It's not a martial arts learning. Yes, we have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, we have boxing. But you've got to take the intimidation factor out so the classes that are that are successful the companies that are successful like hit by Manny Pacquiao Rumble my friends uh, Grit has no intimidation factor whatsoever the trainers are uber friendly sexy exciting young and it's an 85% female market so don't go show you know people punching each other in the face in your ads just like Soul Cycles doesn't show uh, Lance Armstrong, the Viking. It's not that. Mm. It's the experience you get. You have to know the, 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 the market today. People want to know what to expect. They don't want to have intimidation. They don't want to walk 
through a free weight room to get to their boutique class. And they talk. They talk with each other. They form a religious cult almost. I mean, Soul Cycle is the closest thing to a religious experience that the members that I've ever seen, and that's why they're so successful. And that's what you want to create. It's not about boxing. It's about the overall feeling in a understandable event. They know what's going to happen next. Not intimidating. Most of all, fun and exciting. I mean, Eric, I, I would personally, for Mel, I would love to open up a franchise chain that was predominantly women, if not all women, that was just related to your hitboxing and, you know, to, to the other programs that we spoke about before we got online. I see there being an absolute massive market here in Australia yeah. for that. Let's get started. You got I'm, me. I'm there. Offline, we'll start it. I, I'm definitely, definitely there. I how how's that Caesar salad looking in the background? <laughs> <laughs> My son's awfully quiet. So. I was just thinking that. I was waiting yeah. for what's going on. He's um, awfully quiet. Yeah. Very quiet. So I I would love to keep talking with you longer, but you know, kids do come come first in, in business. But what I do <laughs> want to what I do want to say is that um Eric has an incredible um ebook that you can download from his website and that's called the secrets to success so if you missed his website address it's eric levine l-e-v-i-n-e global.com eric comes with a massive amount of uh, experience and though he played down his role with new evolution ventures i'd like to say that the founder of 24-hour fitness uh, mark mastrop does quote on his website that Eric has done it all and he is the best of the best. And we've certainly heard that today on the podcast. Eric, before we go, is there anything that you would like to pass on to our listeners or your best advice for anybody that's contemplating going out into the fitness business industry in 2020? Um, thank you, Mel. Yes, I would say that it has to be your life because you're going to spend a lot of time on it, and you have to really believe in your product. If you don't, don't do it. It's just too hard. It's too long. Find an easier business. But if you do believe in it, there's nothing better than our industry and our business. I'm blessed to have spent so many years in it and seen the results and the letters and thank yous. Yes, and I made a lot of money, but I have to say, again, even if I didn't make a lot of money, the people that have the successes of the people that I've seen, you can't you can't put a price on that. And you gotta that's gotta be your first motivation because it's difficult. There's lots of competition, but if you got the right mindset, go for it a hundred percent. Have the passion. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, I'd like to thank the guys that sponsored today's uh, podcast and close friends of mine, the guys from iZone and the team at Evolt. Eric, I really thank you so much for your time today. Eric and I will be catching up in 2020 across at uh, the Fit Summit with Ross Campbell and with X-Pro with Joanne and Ed Cassie and the team. I don't doubt Eric and I will bump into each other in the States. We are going to talk offline at some stage about getting a, a new women's franchise happening here in Australia. But in the meantime, people, please do jump on the website, download The Secrets to Success, 
do book a call with Eric. He would be an absolutely fantastic fitness business consultant for your business. Thank you, Eric, for your time today. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Mel. Thank you very much. You're very welcome.